Good morning and welcome. Hi, I am your host, Rhonda C. Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement International, also an advocate for battered women and children. Yes, as you know, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Yes, so we want to talk a little bit today about domestic violence. As you know, I was a battered wife. Also, I was in an abuse relationship, and I also have been raped, molested, you name it. So I am here to be the voice for those that have been kept silent. Let your voice be heard. Movement International is a place where your voice is heard and you are seen. Your voice is important to me, and it is important to God. Domestic violence statistics, as you know, uh, there are 20,000 phone calls placed in domestic violence hotlines daily. Yes, you heard me right. It is 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines daily. When I was uh, working inside of a a battered women's shelter along with the children uh it was such a sad thing to let me begin with the children when i would uh go in and and help out with the children volunteer with the children and we had this thing where they had different colors that they would go by and so the colors would show what they was feeling at that time and so as we know the person that is being abused is not the only one that's suffering our children suffer too as we suffer through domestic violence but i wanted to share that with you that when you are in an abusive relationship with a person, whether it's physical, emotionally, psychologically, or financially, your children suffer along with you when you have small adolescence children like like I did. You know, my first two uh, children that I had with my first husband, you know, they were able to uh, uh, see and understand the things that I was going through. Mainly my oldest daughter, she would always let me know, Mama, I recall this, this, and the other. And it brings a scar on their heart and it do it affects them sometimes uh, on how to love others as well when your children are seeing you being abused and 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 sometimes you could get with somebody they can verbally abuse you they'll call you out of your name and they'll say you know say bad things about you in front of your daughter in front of your son when they're small and then when your babies get old enough and they start linking up with people like that you like how are you talking to that person and they calling you out of your name well they thought it was okay when they saw that you were allowing it to happen to you. And so sometimes, sometimes the the children have to go through therapy just as well as the parents. Okay. 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner. Yes, you heard me right. 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner. More times, um, when I was in an abusive relationship, you know, after my first husband, when I was in an abusive relationship, after the person would abuse you, then they come and they bring you maybe flowers or an expensive gift. And they keep saying, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. You know, you made me do that. Let me tell you something. No one can make you uh, hit them or no one can make you lie or, or be deceptive or, or, you know, or cause any type of bodily harm or any type of mental abuse to them. Yes, that's something that's already in a person. An intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crimes. I'm going to repeat that. Intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crimes. Okay? One in three women and one in four men have been victims. 
And you do know there are men that have been victimized too through domestic violence. It's not only women, but the majority is the women. Okay, women between the ages of 18 to 24 are most commonly abused. Well, my abuse started when I was at the age of 16 because I had my first child when I was 15. I got married very early. The abuse started uh, in the very beginning, to tell you the truth, because it started with words. Yes, it started with words, with the loud screaming and the shouting and hitting the wall, knocking holes in the wall. That was to put fear. And did not, can I tell you something? That person succeeded in putting fear in my heart by doing such things because I'm looking at if this man knocked a hole in a wall, what would he do to me? Then he made a bat with screws in it and placed it by the front door to let me know if you ever try to leave me, that bat that you see by that door, yes, you will. that thing will become your friend. And he will let me know, I will use it on you. Don't you ever try to leave me. If you ever think about leaving, I will use that that you see sitting by that door. 19% of domestic violence involves weapons. Well, not all the time because sometimes, you know, a lot of times they can shove you. You know, me, I was like 100 pounds, 96 pounds. I was very small. And my ex-husband used to, he would just shove on me or, you know, drag me through the house or do certain things like that or say ugly things to me, tell me what I'm not and I'll never be anything. I wasn't, you know, he would say things like, you're not pretty, you know, you know, no man's going to want you when I'm finished with you, you know, things like that. So those are little seeds that they plant in your mind. They brings fear, intimidation, and then you start uh, having a low self-esteem behind all of that. So I deal with, I have, I dealt with all of that in the past. And also I've dealt with verbal abuse. I've dealt with mental abuse. I've, I've dealt with uh, financial abuse where the spouse was, wasn't taking care of me like he should. I've dealt with all types of abuse. Yes. Most abusers want their victims to stay quiet and expect and demand that. When an abuser, I don't care in what type of way, there are so many different types of abuse. People like, okay, if they hit you, that's abuse. No, it's so many ways you can abuse your partner through words, through physical, through finances, you name it. It's more, uh, more ways to cause abuse on another person. Okay, but let me tell you something. You owe no loyalty to anyone who has abused you. When I've written my first book called The Victim Survived, and I talked about when I was molested, when I was abused, and when I was raped, some of the people got mad, and there was some that was very close and dear to me. But you know that you owe no loyalty to your abuser. If a person have been abusing you, you have the right to speak out. No matter how people look at you, judge you, say things like, well, you were stupid for, for staying. My first husband, I was so afraid of him. My first husband was weighing, I know, a good 200 pounds, 200 and something pounds. I was 99 pounds, maybe 100. Not only was you know, he's a heavy man, but he was very mean. And so I was afraid of him. He put fear into my heart. So if I thought about leaving, I knew what the consequences would be. But it wasn't until one day, I didn't even realize, didn't even know I was pregnant with my son. That was my our third child I had with him. 
I didn't know I was pregnant, but the only thing I knew is that I had this boldness about me. And uh, one time he walked in and the tables had turned. I jumped up off the bed and I began attacking him. And he started saying things like, you crazy. And he would he would come to my job sometimes and threaten me. And I would tell him, well, wait outside. Here I come. I'm ready to. Let's fight. Or, you know, he'll say things like, I'm going to do something to myself. And I would tell him, go ahead. But wait, I want to see. Yes, that was an ugly thing to say. But at the time, I was young. I was immature. And, you know, you don't want to see anybody hurt themselves. But at the time, I was so upset. And I was wondering, why did this man do this to me? And I started looking at myself like, what was wrong? with me that this person would treat me like a dog? Why would this person mishandle me like that? Why would they say things to me like that? Why would he Why would he say the things that he was saying to me? And so I started looking at myself and then I started dealing with low self-esteem. I started thinking that I wasn't pretty, you know? So people don't realize what abuse do to a person mentally. It's first mental, then physical, okay? So you you get this very clear in your mind. You do not owe loyalty to anyone who have abused you, whether it's through physical, emotional, whatever. You don't owe loyalty. And I, and a lot of people say, well, why do you, you, you know, you write about your, your spouse or you write about, well, if my spouse had abused me in the past, I'm going to write about it. Because guess what? If, if I came out of it, that's helping someone else to see the same God that brought that girl out of all that stuff that she was in. She didn't just come out as, she didn't come out as a victim. She came out victorious through all the stuff from, from her adolescent stages all the way up into her adulthood. If God did that for her, I know he can do it for me. So don't think that you owe loyalty to no abuser. I don't care if it's a narcissist. I don't care if the person, whatever it is, abuse is abuse is abuse. Do not Hold your mouth tight. Speak out. Be a voice for somebody else that's afraid to speak out. Speak out and help other women, help other men to come out of the place that they're in. Help them. Sometimes people don't know. They don't know who to trust. Because you guys, sometimes when you tell people things, they talk too much. Or they keep up confusion. If you was anything like me, I took my problems to the, to a church and the church turned on me and the church preached it. So I began to draw up and say, you know what? I'm not sharing it with anybody else. But I did. I didn't. I still shared it because I ended up having to see a counselor. And my counselor said, you know, Rhonda, in order to get totally free from this, you're going to have to talk about it. I had me a great spiritual counselor for about a year. And she would tell me every time she said, she would ask me first, do you want to live? Do you want to live? Because you got to know that if you don't speak out about the things that is hurting you and the people that are hurting you, they're going to keep not only hurting you, but they're going to hurt someone else. If a person that get raped don't report the rapist, that person will go and rape somebody else. The person that molested me, if I wouldn't have shared with a lot of other family members, which the person did, not only he didn't just molest me, but he was molesting a lot of the children in the family. So if I've never been a person to speak out, then 
he could have ruined a lot of lives in the family and outside of the family because he dated women that had little girls and little boys because he not only, he wasn't just molesting girls, he was molesting boys too. So if I never speak out, then the the children that are going through that will continue to suffer. If a person raped you and you let them go free and you don't say who did it, then that man will go or that woman will go and they will rape somebody else. So we have to be a people where we speak out and not worry about owing any loyalty to a person that wasn't loyal to you. Okay? They gave up the right to any loyalty or silence. The moment they made their choice to abuse you, you have every right to speak up and expose an abuser for who they are, regardless of any relationship. I don't care who it is. I don't care if you if you're sitting next to him now. Expose that spirit. Either they're going to stop it or they're going to go to the next person. Okay? It was not your fault. Somebody made a choice to hurt you. You did not make that choice for them. It doesn't matter if you put yourself in that situation or not. Your choice was not for them to abuse you. It was not your fault. Okay? You are enough. No one needs to believe in you but you. Okay? Create your own space. Get yourself back together. Seek connections and not validations. Because after all, You are an overcomer. We are the voices for those that are not voices for themselves. Let's be a, let's be, uh, let's be an advocate for those that have been silenced by domestic violence. I will be that advocate. I will take that stand. I will not shut up. I will not keep quiet. Again, I'm your advocate. I'm your girl. Rhonda C. Taylor, an advocate for battered women and children.